This is the Roaring Elephant podcast for the 31st of March, and here is my actually no more isolated than usual colleague, Jon. Hello, Jon. I'm doing well, Dave. You didn't even ask for that, but I'm assuming I'm in your heart and mind anyway. But uh, how is your isolation going these days? Uh, my isolation is pretty much the same as usual. <laughs> um, I joked to someone earlier today that I am kind of isolated squared as I also live in the middle of nowhere as well. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's all... I mean, there is just a general undercurrent of uh, mild hysteria, I think, mm-hmm. pretty much everywhere at the moment. Um, but apart from that, all is good. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, the reason that both of us don't really feel that much of a change to our daily lives is because we're kind of used to working from home remotely, distributedly, whatever you want to call it, Lee. And for people that aren't used to that, uh, I'm just going to plug uh, some of our past episodes here, if you uh, if you let me. Um, Please do. Uh, starting December last year, we actually had a three-parter called Remote Working, the Web of the Future, question mark. That was a three-part with Rodolfo Detel, a founder of Remotive.io. We've actually had good uh, uh, good responses on the, uh, those episodes. Mm. And uh, they're not talking... Well, we are actually also talking about the technology you can use to make it easier, but also how to set up your day and what the, the questions are people are asking and stuff like that. So if you're now brand new to this new way of living, um, well, there's a lot of free time now without all the commutes, so uh, spend some time listening to the podcast. You can find it, of course, on iTunes and all the rest of the podcast aggregators, or just download the MP3s from our site directly. Yep, indeed. There we go. Thus far, our hope grandiose self-promotion. <laughs> yeah, hope you hope everybody's well out there and uh, coping yeah. with the the strains of everything that's going on. Yeah, I mean, we so it, to it is serious. Yeah, it let's, is. It let's is, move on to more serious yeah. matters. To distract people from their uh, from their otherwise isolation, we've come to you with uh, <laughs> news of fun, news of news of cloud, news of eye watering egress costs. <laughs> <laughs> and just uh, just to, to to make the note here, uh, today's guest publication is the Register, and I profoundly <laughs> I, I decided to take that one because again we were looking for some more uh, uplifting news, some more funny stuff perhaps, and we still. I still manage to find some things that are deeply, deeply worrisome. But uh, yeah, you, you lost the first worrisome, one. <laughs> yeah, worrisome in an amusing way. <laughs> so this this article um, is around NASA, and they are um, going to be launching a service which allows people to download a whole bunch of data um, that they are collecting from a variety of different uh, systems and services and making it available to the world. Unfortunately, someone forgot to... I was going to say forgot to read the fine print, but it's not even the fine print. It's like, it's fairly well understood that in the world of cloud, um, data sort of uh, ingress is free. They they love your data, all the data. Please upload all the data. Twice. Um, yeah, as many times as you like. Um, and th- this they will definitely charge you some fee to store it, mm-hmm. but it's really... It's really not that much in the grand scheme of things, certainly compared to where we were only a handful of years ago. However, um, one of the ways that every single cloud business that I'm aware of actually operates is they, they, they want you to get your data into their cloud. They want you to process it in their cloud. They want you to use it in their cloud. They want to use 
you to use more of their services uh, so you pay more and uh, have a, a wonderful experience. What is, Jon, the one thing that they really don't want you to do? Um, take the data out of the cloud again, maybe? Winner. Hey, winner. Look at that. Yes. <laughs> cloud egress costs are startlingly high compared mm. to everything else. And it's not because outbound bandwidth costs more than inbound <laughs> bandwidth. Let's nope. just be really clear there. Um, it is their business model. Uh, their business model relies on yeah. bringing people in, having their data there, having the, the gravity of the data there, and I'm sure Jon will make a pun later. Um, but you know, processing the data there and ensuring that all of your services and your experiences live within that cloud provider. They definitely do not want you pulling data out and putting it somewhere else. And that is why um, cloud egress charges are so large. Um, well, at least I'm, large comparatively. Yeah, because I'd say, I, I'm not going to say if they're expensive or not, but what I would say is rather that the ingress is very much below what it actually costs them. It, it's seen as a cost of business for a public cloud to make the data ingest as easy and carefree as possible and they they take it as a cost of business because they know that if the data comes in you'll be calculating analyzing whatever in with the data on the cloud provider services hopefully and that's how they recoup any sunk cost that may be occurred uh, when they uh, ingested that data for you but egress that's them seeing their business their their clients going away and, well, no business in the earth in the world will ever make that easy or an enjoyable occasion, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, and th- I mean, some of the numbers here are, I mean, this is NASA, so yeah. I was going to say some <laughs> of the numbers here are unsurprisingly staggering, but also it's NASA, so maybe not that unsurprisingly well, they should staggering. should be used to it. <laughs> well, I mean, the so the agency is currently managing... Um, like 32 petabytes of data. Uh, And by 2025, they expect that to be 247 petabytes of data. Uh, I mean, that in its own is already a a pretty staggering amount of of data to consider. Even even just thinking about the storage of that makes my head hurt. But the the, the sort of um, cloud costs for... Um, data aggreg- um, data egress for that. Um, you know the the register itself did a quick calculation, and let's face it, we have no idea exactly what <laughs> or how they did this calculation. So please do take this with a giant bucket of salt. But they were basically suggesting that um, it would be around about five point five point four three nine million um, dollars a month uh, in terms of egress fees uh, just just for that data i mean it, it it is a staggering number but you know in the in the grand scheme of nasa budgets maybe that's not too bad i don't know i mean uh, under current administration their budgets have been slashed and cut uh, more than one way i think but uh, i mean, i think you're you're right on the other hand staggering amounts perhaps but not unrealistical because this is a real uh, realizable cost. I mean, these days, storage is so cheap when we put stuff on the cloud, we don't even think about it. I, I, we've got mm. free cloud uh, disks from all the big cloud providers. Just put 50 gigabytes, a terabyte on there, no problem. But a petabyte is a 
a shitload of data and seven <laughs> 247 petabytes is 247 shitloads of data. It's a lot of data. It's a huge amount. And yeah, yeah. I mean, if you wouldn't say petabytes, but say by, I mean, we're not talking it. We're not saying it's five dollars worth per month. It's five million dollars per month, but that's for five uh, five hundred billion bytes. I don't know. <laughs> it's in that. It's that's how you have to look at it, and every little bit has to go over the over the the wire. And my, I mean, my biggest question here is who is at fault? And no, I don't want to get anybody fired. That's not what I want to talk about. But there's a couple of people who must have had a chance to see this predict this and maybe decide that cloud wasn't the best way to go i mean first thing this isn't new ever since the uh, large hadron collider in uh, cern switzerland uh, went active there were already before the thing became active budgets allocated Mm. nationwide both in us and europe and uh, asia to have installations available to store that data and make it available. Now, that happened, of course, before public cloud was really existing. I'm talking, yep. I don't know, 2000, 2010, that kind of uh, time period. And I kind of know because I was working at one of those locations. So <laughs> I, I kind of had the inside step there. And yeah, the, the whole grid, the whole international grid, if you, if you remember that one, still exists. But it was actually built specifically to avoid this using dark fibers owned by governments to make all of this stuff work. And those had direct connections to uh, technological institutions around the world to make sure that this specific thing, (laughs) because the storage layer itself, the disks, you had to pay. There was no way to change that. But the thing that was a variable was the cost of network transmissions. And that's what they tried to avoid there. And NASA is part of the international grid. So they were involved there as well. So who at NASA had the brilliant idea to say, oh, let's go to Amazon or Azure or Google, doesn't really matter which one it is, uh, to put it on the cloud and make this a service for free? Yeah, I, I, I think there are, there are sort of one key takeaway on this, for me at least, is if you're putting data into cloud, fantastic. If you're expecting to process that data out of the cloud, you really want to think about what you're doing. Like, unless you're looking at cloud from a, um, you know, just as a backup or DR or some kind of off-site storage facility that you don't expect to, you know, look at that data very often, you know, regular regular data exfil from a, a cloud environment is always going to be pricey. Mm-hmm. Like, Process the data where it lives, I think, was a, a phrase I was using for a period of about four and a half years <laughs> during my time at uh, Hortonworks slash Cloudera. And it, it's as true then as it is now, especially, you know, I was talking about it more in the uh, in the realms of, of, you know, data nodes primarily. Uh, but that messaging soon evolved into into talking about cloud and is, is still very relevant today. If you're expecting to move data out of where it's stored, that's going to cost you. You know, it's going to cost you in money and data egress. It's also going to cost you in time. Yes. I mean, I I don't want to even start to think about how how long downloading 240 plus petabytes of data would take on my current connection. Um, a very very long time. Uh, well, I can give some 
idea around that because uh, in my uh, Azure time, I actually had a calculation done for a customer that had, uh, let's call it half a petabyte in, in the cloud. And mm-hmm. I had half a petabyte on-premise and wanted to push that to the cloud. He wanted to move everything to the cloud and do everything there. So the decision was was sane, was was well thought out. That was the idea. Throw away the local thing. We're going to do everything in the cloud, so let's push all the data there. But they had an existing mm-hmm. data estate of about half a petabyte. So he calculated using their... Uh, professional-grade ADSL link-up. I mean, not the home uh, thing, but the really professional thing there, the DSL thing. And we kind of calculated 7 times 24. If, if, if a cable never dropped out, it would kind of need uh, one year and a half. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of sizes you're talking about here. It's, it, this is not chicken shit. <laughs> so I would I would like to uh, to kind of wrap up this conversation. I, 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 have, I, have one, with, I have one point. I have one go point. on then. Go for it. You just mentioned the uh, use cloud as a DR site. I was kind of saying, no, don't go there, because there's two effects of that. One, well, the, the effect, of course, is if something goes wrong, you'll have to get it back. And then that will yep. be very slow. So is it still a disaster recovery or more of a long-term pension plan? I don't know. And you probably won't have the money to do it because it's going to be hugely expensive <laughs> unless you can do it in very small increments and just take the last bits which you need, something like that. If you're doing an active archive because government says you have to keep this for seven years but we're never going to use it anyway, fine, just dump it there. It's At that point, it's a, it's a tape. Yeah. But <laughs> it's like with the tapes. It's like a tape archive. It's expensive as hell <laughs> and it's slow as, as molasses. Always keep it in mind. Yep. Sorry, so I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to wrap this up with, and I think we should do this for each article now. Um, oh boy. The uh, the comment of the article, and for me, I mean, this is one of the best things about the register. It's, I mean, the articles are okay, and the journalism is iffy, if usually vaguely amusing. Uh, but really, it's it's the it's the commenters on uh, Reg that make it worth what uh, reading. And uh, my favourite comment is cloud costing. If only it were easy, as easy as rocket science. <laughs> <sighs> I hadn't looked at the comments, to be honest. So, uh, yeah. Oh, you're um, missing out. You're missing out. But I had my own comment under our little thingy. I, I, my, my comment was that weird that the concept of gravity would be so strange at NASA. <laughs> there you go. See, you too could be a registered commenter. Sign up today. Uh, no, 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 privacy. I don't want anybody to know who I am. <laughs> Right. And I'm sure well, that let's carry on. Let's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> let's carry on doing this podcast because no one will do, know who you are listening to this. Right. Moving on. Um, talk to us. Talk to me about uh, about closed source or open source or something in between. No, no, I won't. I'm just going to be talking about this article on our guest publication, The Register, <laughs> about uh, closed source and GitHub. Apparently, this is a very uh, angry article, if I can say that, about uh, GitHub having their own code for their app and they're not open sourcing it and not sharing it to the open source. How dare they? How can they live in this earth? How are they possibly being able to get away with that? Tell me. Well, it, this is this to me is... <laughs> quite an amusing article (laughs) because it's a reminder that while the Git tooling is open source and has been, you know, since the very beginning, it, the, the sort of the GitHub site itself and its has never been open. And the fact that this, you know, the GitHub for mobile application is also not open. I don't, I honestly don't understand why people are, surprised about this like I, i'm actually 
like vaguely puzzled about why people are so venomous about it. Yep. I totally agree. I mean, uh, it's a bit of over-entitlement going on here. Everything should be free and available and downloadable and whateverable. In this case, I mean, GitHub, they have to make money too. And in their old, old system, they weren't able to make enough money even. So it's not that they're charging an arm and a leg, apparently, and still everybody's using them. So whatever service they're serving up is apparently valuable enough for people to actually pay and use it. But yeah, it doesn't mean that they had that when you do something with open source, everything needs to be open source. Cool. Yep. If you're a bit open source minded and you give back to the open source community, that's fine. And GitHub has given back in the time in the past already. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this 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 uh, this expectation that it's an open source thing, so it has to be free of charge every time, everywhere, every every when. It's just an, a piece of entitlement, which kind of muddies the water in the whole. Uh, currently ongoing war on open source licensing, whatevering you want to make it uh, call. I mean, it's GitHub's choice if they want to have a service out. That's definitely their choice if we want to do that or not. And if they want to ask money for that, that's definitely their choice too. Yep, indeed. And the the sort of the final, um, I think the final comment in the article is where who was it um it was one of the execs ah so it's it, yeah so um ceo nat friedman was stood up on stage with a backdrop declaring open source has won um this is at the github universe event uh, yet this mobile app is not open source, although Nystrom said on Twitter, not right now, implying the possibility of a change. I'm not sure that it does imply the possibility. Well, I, I guess everything can change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just don't, I don't understand why people are so bent out of shape about it. I really don't. Um, no, you know, I, I love open source as much as everybody um, that is passionate about how amazing it is. But I think people forget sometimes that not everything in the world is open source. And even organizations who put a lot of time and effort and money and resources and everything else into open source, not everything that they have to do ever in the entire history of their being is going to be or even needs to be open source. Or even can be. I mean, if nobody paid for anything, there would not be any open source because nobody would have time to spend on making open source. I mean, don't forget that the people writing that software also need to have a day job. And quite more often than not, it's similar to what they do for open source because that's what makes them good at making the open source code. You need to have a a give and take on both ways. It it, it wouldn't exist. I mean, if money stops, if you don't need money anymore and everything everything is for free, food, water, electricity, light, entertainment, sure, then we're, we're in utopia and we can do everything for free. But as long as we need to pay the bills... Even open source com developers need to have a way of making money, and quite often not. It's a company that gives support or a service or a mm-hmm. enterprise version, which I like less, but still, uh, depending on situations, that might be the way to go. And that's about all I want to add to this subject. So, unless you have anything more to add on the wonders and less wonders of open source. Nope, nothing on my side. Let's uh, let's bring it on yeah, home. Yeah, I want I want to make a bit of fun of your brethren, home patriots, protecting people, being the British Army. 
because uh, we're still on the register. And uh, I'm going to read the subtext, the subtitle uh, first. YH Captain Metal Bruff Charlie Fireteam Brups, something I can't read, that three line, uh, three at nine dial. Makes sense, right? I think clock. But, yeah, yeah, clock. Yeah, I mean that was too obvious. I think nine o'clock. That would made that actually made made, made sense. So I kind of tried to make it as obscure as possible. But this is an article about uh, apparently the British Army adopting a new and improved uh, super safe uh, performance uh, means of communication uh, under the current uh, situation, and uh, the tool they have selected for this is WhatsApp. Uh, I kind of read the, the the title twice before I really understood what that said, and yeah. Is this normal? Is this ex- acceptable? I or just funny. <laughs> I mean, it, it is a bit of both. Um, I I I really don't know how to feel about this whole article. I mean, I on the one hand, um, I I don't know how much of this is a uh, a sort of a response to everything that is happening at the moment and you know so many people working remotely and and you know those kinds of things i don't know if if it is a response to that if it is a you know longer standing larger piece of um you know orders that have been in place for significantly longer than that um no it is related to the current uh, isolation uh, yeah, uh, things going on. So it is recent. Let's say it's uh, it's in the article here and there. Yeah, but still. So I mean, yeah, it, I, there are a few things that are, you know, mildly concerning. But when you're looking to roll this, you know, some sort of method of communication out to, you know, a hugely distributed group of people where you don't you, you just don't have any infrastructure in place like, I'm not quite sure what I expect people to do um, so what what would you recommend any idea how many millions the, the, the military uh, at least in Holland spent this year on their own uh, communication infrastructure based satellite communication stuff like that yeah but they don't individual squaddies don't have access don't to any care. of that then it's a bad not, system <laughs> I mean, that is very true. It may well be a bad system. But, I mean, as I say, like if you if you don't have infrastructure that people can use, you need to adopt something that people have access to. But, but you're underestimating the amount of unemployment this will generate in the world. I mean, a whole class of, of, of employment ceases to exist. There is no more need for spies. Just do request at Facebook to get a dump of their data. It costs you 10 cents uh, per communication, something like that, and they give you everything. That, yeah. that cannot happen. <laughs> I mean, now the uh, thing is, uh, what I have a problem with here is that when I was working at a previous uh, company, I'm not going to name a name here, uh, we were used to using a WhatsApp group within the team to just, yeah, are you going to work tomorrow, blah, whatever, things like that. And it was actually come through a, a, a rule from the top that WhatsApp mm-hmm. was not deemed a safe thing because of uh, Sarbanes-Oxley, GDPR, yeah. and all of those things. And that was for a commercial company, which should be able to get away with more stuff than the military, we can, which can pretty much get away with everything they want to do, if you're honest about it. Yeah. So how can this, I mean, it's not like there's no alternatives, right? 
there's 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 a lot of things like uh, I don't know uh, Slack, for instance, which is and other things you can have a how you call commercial enterprise licensing thing that it's your own server, your own environment, and it's still something I would expect the army could do without. But at least it's going to be safer than WhatsApp. But they don't. But but they don't have that right now. Like they would have to go and deploy it. They would have to go and get accounts to everybody. <laughs> they have to, like I, I don't disagree, but. If you need something right now, uh, I mean, I I think you definitely can argue over the choice. Uh, I know some people will definitely be spitting feathers at the fact that it's WhatsApp and not something like Signal, for example. Um, I don't know if Signal has an enterprise, this is your server, nobody touches it uh, kind of a situation. If it hasn't, then I would not accept, I would not find it acceptable either. Yeah, so there's there's a whole bunch of stuff going on there. But regardless, it it is one of these things that I just it, it both puzzles and concerns me at equal um yeah, equal levels. I mean, wasn't what's up in the news a little while ago that they sent replies to other people's uh, systems, uh, devices that they had kind of a miscommunication going on? Yeah. I mean, that, that's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. I I imagine that this will be, and you know, we don't know for sure. No. This is all very much supposition. But I imagine this will be a for a very short period of time, and b this is something that is is not going to be used like in the field. It's not <laughs> going to be used to order airstrikes on people or yeah. what you know. You that, go for more of it. That's the only way to be sure. Yeah, too right. Um, but I think, you know, it took to wind this particular um, section up, unless you have any other final thoughts. Uh, just remember, this is the register, and it's not that they're unknown for extrapolating beyond the actual content of the article, let's say. Indeed, indeed. So it's fine. Um, for, the, for, the two, for the final comment, though, um, oh, yeah. we have... Uh, uh, someone saying, "So Facebook is in command of the British Army. What could possibly go wrong?" <laughs> <laughs> That's very close to my Facebook truly rules the world. Indeed, indeed. Um, and then there was another one that I, I just, uh, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't skip past. Uh-huh. That's in a, in a close second place, which is someone saying, uh, "What's next? Amazon uh, ammo resupply via Amazon Prime." It's probably going to be more economical and faster than what they're using today. I would not be surprised at all. Yeah, indeed. <sighs> but uh, yeah, but I, I thought you were going to mention at least one more. All your base are belong to us. I mean, whenever that appears <laughs> in the comment, that needs to be spelled out. That's just that's classic. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair <laughs> enough. Right, and after this half an hour of uh, register fun, anything more from you? No, I think that is all I have. And that's all the time we have for today. Let's head back to our own isolation bunkers. You can support this podcast even as dreary times by becoming a patron. Every contribution helps. You're on YouTube. You can like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, do all the YouTube stuff, make Dave happy. You can go to www.roaringalpha.org. There's a link there to our Patreon page, and you can find more information about the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter. You can use the at Roaring Elephant tag for that. And you can still send via email feedback to podcast at roaringelephant.org. 
one last, last shout out to our uh, episodes on remote working, which we did at the end of last year, December 2019. A couple of episodes there that are very useful and uh, yeah, have a listen. Yep, episodes 169, 171 and 173, if you're looking for them specifically. Thank you for that completionist reply. Um, but that's it. Until next time, my name is... Uh, I'm going back to my bunker, Jon. <laughs> my name is Dave. Hmm. Oh well, we look forward to talking to you next week, if there is a next week. Too dark? <laughs> Just a touch. <laughs> oh God, right, see you all then. 